What up, what up, what's happening, good people? Welcome to this edition of Herb and Two alongside Tucson Warner. My name is Herb Howard. Every Thursday and Saturday, bless you an official dirt bag. Oh, I got my official dirt bag shirt on too. You need to put these out. I don't know what's wrong with you. This shit cold. Um, unless you official dirt bag, you can catch the Fr- Relationship Friday show live on Tuesday as it records. But uh, now I appreciate y'all for tuning in alongside Tucson Warner. My name is Herb Howard. This is where we get together. We talk about issues currently impacting the black community. We talk about how those issues impact us as individuals and also how they impact us as a collective. And along with your help, we talk through these issues in hopes of finding the optimum solutions for how we can overcome said issues. Again, overcome them individually, but perhaps more importantly, at least for the sake of this conversation, overcome them as a collective. Thank you all so very, very much for choosing to be a part of this conversation. As always, your input is valued. It is certainly appreciated. Anything you want to add to the conversation, feel free to do so. We will read through as many of your comments as possible. We would kindly request that you please take a quick second to share the broadcast. Also, make sure you subscribe to the page. Set your alert so you always get the reminders when the show goes live. Like the video. Leave your comments. Anything you want to do, we would greatly, greatly appreciate it. Um, Again, this is Herb and Two. It is intellectual thuggery at its absolute finest. My name is Herb. His name is Two. Two. What's happening, good brother? What's up, family? Blessing, highly favored. How are you? I'm good, man. So you got your cholo look going on, man. You know what I mean, you know what I mean. No more locked doors and whatnot. The Hispanic gene, you know what I mean? Okay. Count my money, fuck with beaches. <laughs> Count my green. <laughs> <laughs> ah, no, I dig it. I can dig it, man. I can dig it. Even though, even in Black History Month, I can dig it. You know what I'm saying? They black too. They black too. I love them black, G. Our life started in Africa. Everybody black. That's true. Pit facts. Pit. Shout out to Jamal. You know what I mean? <laughs> a lot of stuff we're gonna get into today. Obviously, y'all can see we got a guest in the building hanging out with us. Uh, we're getting to uh, who Coach E is, what Coach E does, what is Black Baseball Matters, and pick his brand on a whole bunch of things. But before we do, I gotta tell you about my weekend too. I gotta get into some of this stuff, bro. Should have been a dolphin. I'm glad you mentioned that. I wasn't gonna. I wasn't gonna say that. I knew it was coming eventually. Absolutely, you should have been a dolphin. I stayed to watch that shit. Congratulations. I ain't gonna say that shit. Salute to Whitney Young. G. Salute to the Whitney Young Dolphins. The, the boys won the Frost Off City Championship. The girls won the Varsity City Championship. Uh, the Varsity boys they didn't win city none, but they they still they ain't do nothing. Simeon won city championship. Simeon won city. They played Kenwood, but we can still we can still win state though. Salute to Simeon. Salute to Kenwood. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck all that with the young talk. Haters, Jack. The Whitney Young Farsoft look good, though, man. I ain't gonna lie. They, yeah, look we, good. they look better than varsity. We just reload. You know what I mean? You know, we just I reload. Know. It's what we do. We all, it's a school of champions. It's what we do. We just reload and keep winning. Girls won city last year. Girls won city again this year. We just reload. Mm-hmm. Shout out shout out to Skylar. Skylar Jones. Uh, it's my niece. She's cold as hell. She on her way to Missouri. Mm-hmm. Um, Shout out to the only black people that go to Whitney Young these days. All of you all that's on the sports teams because none of the students that go to Whitney Young are no longer black. It is not the black school I graduated from. Yeah, I, I would I would say that. I mean, it was it was pretty diverse when I went there, but it was mostly black. It felt black. Yeah, it's 16 black people there now. The student body don't even feel black. Just watching the games and how the students section be. All white folks. It is not. It is not the but school But salute to the to. game, though. The Varsity Boys game was a good game, though, man. Shout out to Day Day. Uh, shout out to Jake Griff. It's crazy looking at all them kids, man, because they all came up playing with Eric. You yeah. Know, just seeing them all, you know, taking their roles to – or taking their talents to their collegiate careers now. Yeah, man. Day uh, Day and them lost. Well, Kenwood and them lost. Let me not say Day Day and them lost. But uh, Kenwood was down. Shorty can hoop, though, man. A dub going into the fourth quarter. 
Into the fourth, they was down there? Yeah. And Damn. cut the game into two. I was going to say the game, they didn't win by that. Simeon didn't yeah, win by that much. the game down to two, man. So it was, a, it was a good ball, man. I ain't had no dog in that fight, so I was just there. That's watching good up. basketball, you know what I mean. I would have went, but my whole my Saturday was I, I my Saturday was cooked. I wanted to go to that. Also wanted to go to uh, shout out to Dave Jeff and them. They had like a Black Men's Mental Health Awareness no, demo down in the South Loop. I kind of wanted to go to that, but I jacked my whole Saturday on Friday night. <laughs> What'd you do? Hanging out at Red Pepper with Craig ass. Uh, really, Kim, I can't even put it on Craig. Oh, Craig don't even drink no more. Uh, but. Hanging out with Kim as Kimbo Slice had me smacked, but I was hanging out with Shanita, right? So I meet down there hanging out. We having drinks and shit. And I guess, well, I don't even remember this. She told me today she don't really remember it either. But apparently she like at some point like took a picture of us, like posted it, had this caption or some shit like that. And so she was like, people started going crazy about the caption and they was all these hearts and oh my God, I can't believe I was like, what I saw a picture, y'all. I, I guess I didn't read that shit. I don't pay that much attention. I didn't. I, I don't. I didn't, I didn't see the picture of the post. None of that shit. I'm like, what? But apparently, people was all up in arms about like re fucking lax. This my just the homie. We can we can go outside. It doesn't mean we like. It's good that y'all can be homies though, man. I always salute that. You know that. Yeah, yeah. So that that, that was that was pretty interesting. Uh, I got a call from um one of my actual partners the next day, and. Uh, she was like, oh, I got the question from my family. Like, oh, you and Herb um, exclusive. She's like, Who'd you say? <laughs> I can't wait to hear the answer. <laughs> What'd you say? It wasn't a question to me. <laughs> but she was asking it, so you were responding. Oh, she knows the question. She knows the answer. What'd you her say? family what asked you her. What did she say? Teach me some moves, Guru. <laughs> you got to knock it off. Her family <laughs> asked her because she was like, oh, okay, I just wanted to know because she gave an answer. The, True answer, whatever. What's the true answer? Knock it off. And so (laughs) she gave it a true answer. And so uh, she she goes, she goes, okay, I just wanted to find out because I saw him at Red Pepper last night and he was with some woman. And we were like, wait, what? I'm like, why didn't she speak? Because I actually know, I actually know this family member of hers that she was following. Came to snitch. I'm like, why didn't she just say hello? Like, she didn't know what to do. Wait a minute, I got a question. She didn't know what to do. Like, you say hello. Like, what? Wait, Look at so Peggy, Peggy Randy run up on because, me and curse yeah. I'm up. I'm up over there. <laughs> Supposed to be doing the most. Clip no, full. That's a good point, though, because the fact that the family saw you out, right. you know them, they didn't say anything. So everybody's in this ethically non monogamous relationship, then, basically, right? No, nobody's in it. I'm in it, and my <laughs> partners are in it. Everybody else can mind their motherfucking business. Or you could just come up and say hello. That's it. Why didn't they know that y'all was in this? Why would they know? Situation, I guess. Okay. You know what I'm saying? That ain't his responsibility, though. I will say that. That's, it ain't like like when they. That's it, more so what it, I'm. What, like right. when I when I I've met a, I met some of their family members, and so when they spoke, like, "Hey, this herb," was like, "We're ethically non-monogamous," so I was like, "No, that's not how it goes." It's just like that's herb. Cool, nice to meet y'all. We hung out, we chill, we vibe. I actually knew this particular person before I knew her, though. Which is like you could have just came and said what's up, but you thought I was smoking your cousin or something. I don't know what you thought, but. Okay. Um, you tweaking, so you know people. It's it's new for everybody, so I'm I'm not casting judgment on nobody. I, I get it, it's different, it's new. I'm judging. Okay, go ahead. I'm judging. That's fuck shit, right? Because regardless of your situation, she asked the question instead of just being upfront. Right. She's setting you up for the kill, right? She she she's she ain't just being hey, this what happened. She's setting you up for the kill. Oh, uh, you heard exclusive? Yeah, that's some misery love company. Ass get shit. the answer. Oh, okay, because then I was I was let I me saw tell you, girl. Like, I saw this nigga. Yeah, get your misery love company ass out of here, yeah, man. Yeah, Go find a hobby. You could have just said 
whatever. Hey, you could have just spoke last night. I could have spoke and said, hey, I ran into her. Yeah, because yeah, a goof. Again, I was wishing it. It wasn't like I was mouthing nobody in the club. Like, we ain't, that ain't where we at. We ain't been there. That, that ain't where we at. So you be like, mouthing people in the club? Knock the fuck off, sir. <laughs> I, I, might, I, I might mouth one of my partners in the club. But not Shanita though. That ain't, we ain't partners. Like you know what I'm saying. So nah, it wasn't that. It wasn't that. That we just sitting there have a drink. You could have just came over and said what's up. But either way, uh, you ever fell in love with the club? No, I have. You a sucker. King of Diamonds, maybe. Yeah, you got to fall in love with the club at least once in your life, she gets the shit. Maybe a King of Diamonds. Yeah, you got to try once in a while. You fell in love with the club? Oh, surely. Do tell. I can take you out of this life, girl. <laughs> you ain't got to be doing this. That sound like some raw real shit. Oh. That sound like some real. That sound like some real raw shit to say. You ain't got to be doing. It. <laughs> oh, shit. Eh, those were the days. No, nah, I never, I never, I never, I've never experienced that, man. Uh, but anyway, that was that was that was that was the weekend. It was it was all good. It was uh, funny. And then the Super Bowl was yesterday. I hung out, watched Super Bowl. People were trying to get me to come outside with so much, so many different events. Come here, come there, come there, come there. I'm a football dude, like for real, for real. I need to watch the game. Niggas throw parties with the football game in the background. Is it background noise? I'm not on that, Jack. I'm watching this game, so no, I'm not coming to this thing to watch to listen to music and all it. Hey, man, turn the motherfucking music down while the game is on. You can put that shit on at halftime or after the game or commercials, whatever. But don't think I'm finna listen to watch the game through this motherfucking music. Like y'all niggas be tweaking. So I did, I stayed in the crib. Dolo. Had some Italian fiesta and watched the football game, which was a classic fucking game. It was a great game. It was a good game, man. I went and watched the shit. You know, I ain't watched football since shit. Cap. Yeah. That's probably the first game I've legitimately seen since Kaepernick. It was a great, great football game. Was a good game. I wanted uh, to support because it was two black quarterbacks. Other than that, I would have been like, fuck the NFL. Yeah. Yeah. That, 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 part, that part of it was dope. Uh, some more things I want to get into on, on that side of it. But the game itself was, was, was dope. And uh, I thought the refs made a. Horrible call. Horrible call. And you don't, you don't, you don't throw a flag like that in a classic Super Bowl like that. Yeah, that was some like trash. maybe he, maybe he tugged him a little bit. Maybe he didn't. And he actually came out and said, "I did tug him," but that's not a call you make in that Wait, junction. Less than you what? let them kick like their field minutes, goal, and then you let Philly minutes. go see if they can get a field goal or, or whatever. But yeah, like that was a horrible you don't, way to end that game. That was a terrible way to end one of the best Super Bowls I've ever seen. So mm. uh, shout out to both of them teams, man. It was definitely, definitely a classic game. They got it on, uh, Coach E. Live in the studio, hanging out with us, man. Coach E of Black Baseball Matters. I'm supposed to worry, my brother. How you feeling, man? Hey, man. First and foremost, I appreciate y'all brothers for uh, having me. You know, the weather held up, so I was able to drive in the, on the wicked highways and byways. But no, um, Coach E of Guru on Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, Facebook. Make sure y'all go follow it. I had to do the uh, drop. Yeah. As we was just talking about um, power of social media, but now um, here with Black Baseball Matters, CEO and founder of Black Baseball Matters, where um, organization that provides baseball necessary. I'm sorry, baseball resources to kids, underserved kids. Um, we basically come in. We did a lot of research. Um, I've been coaching baseball here in Chicago for 13 years um, with Chicago White Sox Ace Program. Um, so we did a lot of digging, a lot of research of why the popularity of baseball is down in the city, right? Why mm -hmm. the popularity of baseball is down mm -hmm. within our communities, right? The easy answer is money, right? Mm -hmm. But that's so surface level, right? You say money. Hey, what else about it? They don't got equipment. Okay, we found a lot. 
people could come donate all they want, right? You go GoFundMe and do all this stuff. But sure. what we found was it was actually the programming. And what I mean by programming, the actual training day in and day out. With our kids, you know, we got to start training at five, six, seven, eight years old because dad is not home playing catch with mm. Billy and Jimmy mm. no more, mm. right? Mm -hmm. So with our social economic, you know, disparities that we have and which you brothers already know about sure. why you guys create the podcast, um, we saw a need, right? So myself and a couple other coaches that behind the scenes did a lot of great work with the White Sox, a lot of guys who helped start gym baseball training and high school coaches throughout the city. We got together and three or four years ago, you know, said, hey, these kids need to get high-quality elite training yeah. for free. Yeah. So when our business model is, you know, when we go – we use the power of social media, right? So we, we Black Baseball Matters on the not-for-profit side, but on the for-profit side, we're a media company, right? So what yeah. we do is highlight and take kids, put them on our platform, get them seen by colleges. We help out the little That's travel, mom-and-pop shop organizations that have baseball, help them with fundraising and everything, and, you know, percentage that, and everything goes back into the kids. Um, one of our marquee events, y'all got it on the table right there. We have yeah, the Black yeah, yeah. Baseball Matters Classic. It's coming up. April 11th at Ozinga Field. That's in Crestwood. Um, this year's teams, uh, the first game one would be at 5.30 p.m. You'll have Kenwood versus Thornwood, the Battle of the Woods. And then the 7.30 uh, game is between Simeon and Morgan Park. I heard y'all talking about Kenwood and everything earlier. Yeah. So I was, I was waiting and itching and, and promote the game. Um, but, no, this game, like I mentioned to y'all um, when we were talking before the camera started rolling, this game had 576 people live in person Last year, not not six hundred, not six hundred, five hundred seventy five. No, not not five hundred seventy six people. Seventy six people exactly, exactly on that count. And two children and, and a baby mom. No, I'm just joking. <laughs> and then no, it's all baby mamas at these high school games. That's right. it. It's a bunch of single mamas. True, true. It's a bunch of single true. mamas, overdressed or underdressed. How you want to view it? Like the barbershop. They, right. they, true. They are choosing so, or, or trying to be chosen. So one of the powerful. They standing up over the fence and shit, bent over. <laughs> so. You My know, no, calling these kids Junior. He why, always takes it too far. Why he always call, takes it too far. Why are you calling him Junior? <laughs> he doesn't <laughs> know his limitations. So you know, I, I say that number because you know we're baseball is a world of analytics, right? Facts. You can't just throw out, and it's getting bad too. I, it, is it getting overanalyzed? Are analytics going too far in the game of baseball? I mean, from little league to so, to, 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 to the majors. Think deep. Why is analytics here now to take away what jobs? Yeah. So I don't have to pay. Now we're finna talk deep. I don't have to pay 50 scouts to go watch 50 kids in 50 different states when I can hook them up to this machine, mm. see his exit velocities, throwing on spin rate. Exit angle. Exit uh, launch, launch angle, angle. Launch angle. I can see all that, and I'm at home. Because that's all they see. You, on, on, the, on the TV, they hit the ball in the Major League Baseball. It's exit velo, launch angle. Exit velo, launch angle. And it's like, that's all that fucking matters? Well, on if the we If we measured like Tony Gwynn on exit velo and launch angle, one of the greatest hitters ever wouldn't measure up to some of these dudes with the ball now. No, absolutely not. And on their end, because I know I took a whole sabermetric class, what they're using this for is to basically defend why we're going to give Aaron Judge three hundred something million at three hundred eighty five million. Because his exit velo, his launch angle is crazy. And that's but Tony Gwynn, black baseball player, mm -hmm. one of the, undoubtedly one of the best hitters of all time. Did not hit 700 home runs. Did not hit the ball out at a buck 20, you know, miles per hour. His exit, his launch angle was not straight up in the air. Like, he was shooting missiles all over the park. 
What, so what, what you want to do? What said after the steroid era, and they saw uh, everybody started watching the Mark McGuire, Sammy Sosa home run yeah. race. I don't care where you was at, especially we in Chicago. That saved baseball. That saved baseball. So guess what? They gonna put that on steroids. So we are gonna figure out why is the scientific method. Let's do more always, of that. Yeah, let's do more. <laughs> let's do that times fifty. Right. And on the other end, like when I took the sabermetric class, they 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 had to prove why defend why I'm going to pay this guy so much money and then how we're we going to get butts in the seats and then how mm -hmm. we're going to get marketing advertising yeah. dollars and how we're we going to get yeah. corporate sponsorships and X, Y, Z. And that's that's the hardest part for us in our community. We don't really understand the business side of baseball. Sure. And that's the other end of Black Baseball Matters where we, you know, we're equipping kids to learn about NIL deals. We're equipping kids to understand and know their marketing value on social media. It's a guy... It's a guy, Devin Barnes. He's shout out to Devin Barnes. He's a black owned um, baseball facility. He owns a ba black owned baseball facility. I'm sorry, in Louisiana. Okay. He has a, a contract with Plate Crate. Plate Crate is a um, subscription box. Goes to kids or families' homes. They pay a hundred dollars something a month. They get a hat, chewing gum, sunflower seeds, all new, right? Okay. So when he had when I he, we met at a conference, he said he beat out Mike Trout. For this contract endorsement deal, because they said you got more viewership on TikTok. So really? I struggle though, right? I'm not a big baseball guy, but mm -hmm. I am a sports guy. My son has been involved in basketball and football since shit, three, four years old, right? Uh, I came up in the era where Jackie Robinson West was a, a real big deal. Right? As my son comes around, no, baseball is not even mentioned in the lexicon of youth sports. Right, football wasn't a deal at all for me. Right. But when he came around, football was a big deal for youth sports. Uh, basketball too, and we get into the analytics conversation, the AAU conversations, and even just listening to you talk, <clears throat> like saying we're going to introduce him to the business side. Right, mm -hmm. we just saw LeBron get the new scoring title, <clears throat> and there's these conversations about him becoming, you know, the greatest of all time and all that. I struggle with that conversation. I don't think that highly of Bron. I know you're gonna, you know, people get pushed back to that all the time. But my my backlash against Bron, I think Bron is the goat of this era. But I think this era has destroyed the soul of that game. Mm. And I think it's based on those reasons. Like everybody knows the money, everybody knows the marketability, everybody's mastered this, that, and the third. But the soul of the game don't exist no more. It's like a circus now. It's like mm. it's like the Harlem Globetrotters now. You know what I mean? It legitimately lacks the soul of the game. And there's so much other value that comes from sport that we're just bypassing just to get to the business part. Yep. Yeah, I think I think you get a lot of breakdowns just from like everything else you get from from playing sports. Like all these kids play sports, one, two percent gonna go pro in whatever fucking sport you're talking about. Right. So the other ninety-eight percent are getting something else other than a professional career out of this shit. And you get a lot of it. You get a lot of things from that. You get the work ethic. You get the 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 the, the cooperation, the teamwork, the social skills, the, all, all that. All, all you get all of that, right? Uh learning how to deal with adversity and trials and tribulations, competition, all of that shit. Um accountability. Like you get a lot of stuff from it and now that stuff is gone because it's not even about that. It's not about the purity of it. It's just about this trajectory to the league. The numbers ain't going to change though. 
It's still mm-hmm. only going to be 15 roster yeah. spots in the NBA. It's still right. only going to be 53 roster spots in the NFL. It's going to be 25 of these motherfuckers in the major league. Like, it is what it yeah. is. So you can change the, 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 the trajectory or the plan to get there as much as you want. The numbers is the numbers. Now you're going to get to the finish line. Numbers going to stay the same. And then all the rest of you motherfuckers got nothing else from this shit. And now you are even less equipped to enter the world than you would have been if sports had been about what it's been about. So I think one thing... Both you guys 100% right. I'm going to add on. I don't say but because when you say but, you yeah, ain't it listen to nothing. Yeah. Everything else, so right. I'm going to add on. I look at it kind of in the same mindset, but then I'm looking at it. There's nothing we could do about that because now everything is microwavable in school, right? I'm helping PE teacher right now. Man, they ain't thinking about grades. They ain't thinking about like it's every, every answer they get right now, they could get on the cell phone, right? So that takes away the, the grind of hard work. We have to do arithmetic five, six hours a day to learn it, right? But where I'm getting at is, with the 2% that make it and all that, the people, the other 98%, if equipped right with the right tools, with the power of social media, the NIL deals, like, I'm gonna give you an example. Baseball right now on the youth level is a trillion dollar industry, and I'm gonna break this number down for you, right? The average cost to play on a travel baseball team right now in America is around $3,500, right? That's just to play. You get a uniform, that's just to play. A private lesson and training is on an average of eighty to one hundred twenty dollars, right? Right now, you got to hire training to keep up, big dog. Your travel expenses. Guess what? You got to travel out of town because everybody got to play. Travel baseball, yeah. And then put it like talk real business with y'all. The people who throw the tournaments, they work out hotel deals to oh, where they gonna get, get a money, slice money. out of that. They are gonna get a slice out the restaurant. They are gonna get a slice out sponsorship. So when you that, said a trillion dollars, it didn't sound oh, crazy to me. Oh yeah, yeah that, that didn't sound crazy. To we're me. saying it for the viewers who might not yeah, truly yeah. understand because yeah, yeah. you people really don't sit down and break down the business aspect. And it's a lot of money. And I'm just gonna talk about baseball. It's a lot of money at amateur baseball. Like mm-hmm. I know a, somebody who runs a facility. They make hundred sixty thousand dollars. No Easy. tax. Just no tax. Easy. Yeah. Renting a facility, running tournaments, Easy. and concession like. Easy. Don't got a college degree. Easy. Just got, was on the right team at the right time, made the right play. Let me ask you this, and it's a little bit of a pivot, but Chicago kids are already at a disadvantage. Not Facts. just Chicago kids, but north of the Dixon line. Like, you're at a Facts. disadvantage, right? They play baseball year round in mm-hmm. Florida, Texas, California. You you ain't rolling no motherfucking baseball in six inches of snow. You know what I'm saying? So how many indoor facilities are there? What can you get just from going inside and swinging the bat? So you're already at a disadvantage. And so now Chicago kids, it requires even more of a financial investment to figure Absolutely. out where I can go to these indoor facilities. How can Absolutely. I get these one-on-ones inside somewhere? If I live in Florida, if I got a fucking bat in the ball, I got a facility. I can go the fuck outside. And, you know what I'm saying? And y'all want to know what's crazy? Our kids... And I was just talking to my boys down in Atlanta and everything. There's two meccas of black baseball, Atlanta and Chicago, right? Atlanta, they're at an amateur level, yeah, they're going to be more physical because they're outside, you know, all that better nutrition and all that. We we eating Flame Hots, getting on the CTA bus. Everything that's dope about America comes from Chicago. That is true. Shout out to my man, Six Figure Dilla, shout out to Sherman Dilla, who is also, uh, alongside Tua and myself, uh, one of the honorees for the upcoming Color Me Social Gala. And... Um, Ahead of that, we got a day of service. Hey, that boy goes. My, 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 that blackness, my blackness matters. That's yeah. coming up this Saturday. Uh, it's going to be at Hugh. Hugh is on uh, Cermak in the South Loop this Saturday at Hugh. 
1 to 4 p.m. My Blackness Matters. Color Me Social is doing that event. It's going to be a live taping from 2 to 3. It's a situation where you can come, express, share your feelings about what blackness means, its historical impact, where we are, where we need to be going. It'll be an interactive conversation. It is at Hugh. It's got the bar. It should be open. If it ain't, I'm going to open it. So come through. Um, 1 to 4, My Blackness Matters. It's going to be uh, Color Me Social and all of the honorees for the upcoming gala, which is actually going to be on March 11th, uh, will be... Uh, there at Hugh this coming Saturday that is Saturday what is that the 18th, the 18th. Fe- February 18th 1 to 4 p.m. at Hugh uh, it's on Sir Mac right in between Michigan and 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 Wabash uh, so pull up we'll be there 1 to 4 uh, Saturday day after tomorrow Saturday uh, 1 to 4 Sorry, Coach E. No, you all good. You, you, you better get that drop in we're not playing yeah, I mean, but no chick- what we're um, talking Chicago has caught up to all the South region. I'm going to give y'all some stats and on why. So, right now, Dylan Head, shout out to Dylan Head. He's the number one ranked player in Illinois. He's probably going to go in the first round this year's draft. In the 2020 draft, the first, first round of Ed Howard, shortstop out of Mount Carmel. Hey, is he going to be okay? Yeah, he's fine. He's fine. I, I saw him. I literally saw I'm him. I'm so about worried about him, man. No, he's so, fine. he's the yeah. shorty. He's he's one of the shorties that played on that. Uh, on, on the on the. Jackie Robinson West team. Yep. He got drafted by the Cubs. Shortstop. He like had a terrible hip injury. Just yeah. running out of routine play at first base. Mm-hmm. Stretch came down wrong. Hip went seventeen different ways. And to be a shortstop, and I mean that and that's his game, right? It's, it's the speed. It's the it's the agility. It's the defense. He yep. ain't a power hitter like that ain't his game. So I was I've just been worried about him. I talked to uh, my guy Eugene McIntosh. I don't know if you know Gino. Shout or not. out to Mac. Yeah, for Mac sure. Mac Daddy. Um, uh, that's our brother. So mm-hmm. he was talking about man, like just express some concern for 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 how Ed might bounce back. You think so he'll be all right? I just I, I physically just saw him. We was chopping up because Ed I had him at 19, 11, all that. He's fine. He's gonna be fine. He, like he's he's Chicago. He's a he's a he's yeah. got, he's, he got that gene. And <laughs> the Cubs love him. And a lot of people, you know, I saw this on my people were tagging me on it when they. Cubs picked up Dansby Swanson. I'm yeah. like, no, that's just to make sure he ain't, ain't rushing back. It's a placeholder. Because when he come in, guess what? Ed could play second, Ed could play third. So he, okay. they want to make sure he, he put a staple on. Oh, he's fine. Love it. He'll be cool. Two years, what year is this? 23, 25, he'll be starting in the infant for the Cubs. You heard it here first. All right. Love it. Love it. Um, It's a, never mind. I was going to ask you about another choice, but I won't even keep going down that road. Uh, let me ask you this. In the historical perspective of of baseball and black baseball in general, mm-hmm. Jackie Robinson, net positive or net negative? So we we're gonna this is gonna be the most organic probably baseball answer you guys ever heard. Positive for the commercial, negative for the economic standpoint of the Negro leagues. Horribly negative on the economic standpoint of the Negro leagues. Yeah, and the reason why I say this is this: if you look at Historical facts when, you know, they came in and took the factory jobs from us, right? That was he- heavy in our community. They, they, they came in and took, you know, the after-school programs and everything that we had set up. If you rewind that just a couple, about 10, 15 years prior to in 1947 when the integration broke, mm-hmm. what else happened? Mm-hmm. Tulsa was getting diminished, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. The Cleveland, uh, it, was a, it was a bar, it was a strip of bars in Cleveland that, Ruth Foster helped start. That's the founder. 
Ruth Foster is the founder of the Negro Leagues, right? Mm -hmm. So if you think about the economic structure, when mm -hmm. the Negro Leagues collapse, mm -hmm. that's when it started collapsing in the black, when in black America. And I'm going to go a little heavy with this. If you think about it, the Negro Leagues used to outsell the, the pros, right? At White Sox Park here in Chicago, yeah. the All-Star game. MLB didn't have no goddamn All-Star game. They Listen, they can't, they can't compete with us athletically. That's no. just what it is. These are facts. So if you get if you get if you get twenty if you get eighteen white boys playing baseball over here and eighteen black boys playing baseball over here, this game gonna be better. I don't give a fuck what you're talking about. It just is what it is. And let's break down the stats too, right? Because I'm a stat guy. Because yeah. everything is in the league. Who are the top two African Americans in home runs, right? I mean top two baseball players in home runs. Barry Bonds. One. I don't know who the other one is. Hank Aaron. And Hank two. Aaron. Who's in the top ten? Willie Mays, Ken Griffey Jr. Right, right. We Frank Sucks. Robinson. We in there. We we could we we could keep going. But you talk about on. the satchel pages and all that, like going yeah. back. You know what I'm saying? But back to the Negro League and the economics. When you think about Sunday's best, right? That's when we made our economic boom. Sunday's best got derived when they left the African Americans household, left church, took the whole house, paid the black. Shout dollar. out to that classic photo too. Oh, you already know. And paid the black dollar. Also in Chicago. Also in Chi-Town. Paid the, the black dollar to watch the Negro Leagues. And then Negro Leagues brought what? They brought, it was prohibi prohibition. We just kind of, we were just teetering with that. So we got the underground black Come market. On. Come on. We got still got Shout merchandise. Out Saw the Morris Bear. Saw the, 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 yeah. the, the big billboard they just Absolutely. got up there. I just saw it. Hey, man, y'all need to sponsor this classic. But no. Um, actually, you if you break down and think about the clothing line, you think about tickets, ticket sales, you think about the peanuts being sold, you think about concessions, the catering, you think about entertainment. Come so on. you had revenue. So now when you took you, you you the MLB, Brooklyn Dodgers had Jackie Robinson. But what really killed it was when Larry Doby went. Larry Doby went just a month after that. Yeah. And this is what people really not unfolding. They ain't do Jack and say experimental thing. Oh no, we already had our People don't understand. Oh no! It, it wasn't an experiment. It wasn't. It was already. It was to. It was to destroy the destroy Negro Leagues and take the black. We want them to come here. So I got another question. If you gonna answer that like that, yeah, right. When you answer that like that, and I fully agree with you hundred percent. Yeah, we have switched up our value systems to continually chase their goals. So even when we talk about understanding analytics and you know meeting the needs of the NI, the NL the, the yeah. name and likeness deals yeah. or you know what it takes to understand the business, this is my hangout with us in general, G. Right? In regards to industry, in regards to culture, each culture or each ethnic group in America kind of mm -hmm. owns a industry. We don't necessarily think about it like that, but let's you know you go to Minnesota or something and you see the Somalians own parking. parking. <laughs> we don't think about that as a big deal, but it undergirds right. everything in their yeah. community. That's true. Right? We come to Chicago and we think about the, the Arabs who own corner stores. Mm -hmm. It's not a big deal in regards to corporate value, but, it's yeah. but it undergirds everything in their community. Yeah. Right? The Koreans own nails and hair shops. Not pretty much in held in higher lure in corporate mm -hmm. context, undergirds everything in their community. We create everything entertainment wise in america and we give it the fuck up to have their dollar yep individually individually, individually. Mm -hmm. right and and we continually keep adjusting to chase to chase to chase now my my pushback again is even when we talk about the jackie robinson conversation he wasn't the best ball player of the era 
at all. He was just the one who could take the most abuse. That was the argument. And I'm, I'm gonna add on something. He was already America's poster child, right? Mm-hmm. He fought. He was in the army. We can sell him. We can sell. We can sell him. Can, can y'all give some background on the Jackie Robinson? So Jackie Robinson for sure. Anybody who, who doesn't know, Jackie Robinson was the first black baseball player to integrate Major League Baseball. You had. Major League Baseball. Unless Babe Ruth was black like they say he was. <laughs> Babe Ruth was a myth. He didn't, he didn't, he really wasn't alive. Babe Ruth is a myth, man. Huh? Break that down to me. Babe Ruth was a, was this, a myth. This is new information. Man, you didn't just sit here and said a whole bunch of smart shit. Then you try to tell me <laughs> a nigga I see this wild shit. Was was on camera too. Say that with a straight face. So help me when, understand. When, so who's the fat nigga in the number three jersey no, he, playing he, for the 27 Yankees? Babe Ronald Ruth. Jackson. <laughs> Babe Ruth existed, the man, but the records didn't. Ah, okay. Babe Ruth is a brand built by what? When you think of Babe Ruth, you automatically thought of a damn home run, didn't you? Yeah. So help me understand. Baseball just made this motherfucker up? The the stats have been doctrined, and Harold Reynolds said it on ESPN. This happened in 1997. When he first got into broadcast, he said it on air. It was like, I don't know about those records. We got some artifacts that prove otherwise. Sure. Dug a little deep in. You can look it up. Dug a little deep in. Those home runs they say was home runs on that clip? Wasn't no home run. I mean, it listen. You're talking about 1927 with yeah. uh, a, a team that a lot of people had long regarded as the greatest team ever until maybe like the 96 Yankees came. Yep. Um, that 27 Yankees team that had the Mickey Mantles and Babe Ruth, all the motherfuckers on that damn team. Um, Mickey Mantle, real? Real deal, Holyfield. Um, <laughs> no, Mickey Mantle, real deal, Holyfield. All, all, them, all them motherfuckers on that team, and I, whatever. Um, I could certainly see how those statistics couldn't. I mean, it's 1927. Niggas writing shit on fucking exactly. paper. Exactly. You know now what I'm saying? Like, now we're talking. You know what I'm saying? So I, I, I can see that. Um, either way, Babe Ruth, the human being, he has a birth certificate. Yes, when we say Babe Ruth was a myth, we're talking about the mythical, um, the larger mythical than life stats figure, and they larger created. life figures. Yes, all right, cool. Let me clear that up. Jackie Robinson is the black man that integrated Major League Baseball. He's the first black player to play in the major leagues. Uh, they pulled him out of the Negro leagues, left the Negro leagues, go play in the Major League Baseball, and um, Barack just, Obama baseball. Right, and just and just listening to what Coach E is saying. Let's give it a bit. I love it. Come on, That's I love what it. Is. Barack Obama baseball. Listening to what, what Coach E is saying. Listening to what Tua is saying. <laughs> one could, one could reasonably. <laughs> the stats was all made up too. <laughs> one could reasonably determine that Jackie Robinson is one of oh, the shit. single-handedly worst things to ever happen to black economics. The Barack Obama baseball. I said it. I'm not putting that on Coach E. I'm not putting it on two. I'm not even put on the podcast. My name is Herb Howard, and I said that Jackie Robinson is single-handedly one of the worst things that ever happened to black economics. I'm not saying he did that knowingly. He saw an opportunity. Oh, I can make more money for my family. The Major League Baseball got more money than the Negro Leagues. So I'm going to go take this check instead of this check. I hear you, my brother. But over the course of the long term, you smoked us. And everybody hails you up and they put on your 42 jersey every year. This bullshit ass day they give you on every year in the major leagues because they got dumb, 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 dumb rich off of your decision. So I would give you a day too. Put that nigga jersey on every fuck once a year. 
but it's a very traditional narrative as well, though, right? We Jackie Robinson is just one cog in the wheel, right? We could say the same we'll thing in a lot of ways about Joe Lewis. We in, in today's era, we could say the same thing about Jay Z and just what happened Sunday. If we want to dig deep enough, LeBron James, LeBron James, if we want to dig deep enough, Michael fucking Jordan. The difference with the only difference I would I would the only caveat I would give for them is that you're talking about something that already existed. Right, they were they, black people were already in the NBA when LeBron James like, hey, you niggas that's kneeling, get up and go hoop. You so know what I'm saying, I, I hear you, but in context, the construct has changed as well. So what they do is incite or push us toward a construct of black capitalism, not necessarily whiteness, but black capitalism, which really translates to whiteness when you get to the crux of it. Sure. So yeah, it is what it is. Barack Obama baseball. I don't, I don't, I don't disagree. Um, let's keep it moving a little bit here. Um, Coach E, what's happening with it? Who's your favorite black baseball player? Man, Ken Griffey Jr. Yeah, exactly. That's all you gotta like, do like, is turn like, the head backwards. And and I'm a, no and, doubt and, it's Ken Griffey. Oh wait, you mentioned Harold Reynolds. And when yeah. you mentioned that, I wanted to just, I just wanted to say anecdotally, um, and I, I say anecdotally only to appease Efo over there because she's like, hurry the fuck up. Um, I really got a whole story to tell. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Harold Reynolds. <laughs> is a part of what is, in my opinion, perhaps the greatest baseball player I've ever seen in my life. He's directly involved in the greatest baseball player I've ever seen in my life. He hits. He doesn't hit. Somebody else hits a ball that goes clear to the wall, right? Goes to the wall in plenty of time for someone of Harold Reynolds' speed to score from first base. Harold Reynolds, is, it's a hit and run. He takes off. Pitch comes. Hits the ball. Goes to the fucking wall. He steps on second base, and he's rounding third when Bo Jackson picks up the ball yep. at the left field wall yep. and throws that motherfucker on a rope to home plate and catches Harold Reynolds out before he gets there. Harold Reynolds was a fast, fast, fast motherfucker. He takes off running. Boom. Gets second base. He rounds second base. Yep. He's about to hit third when Bo touches the fucking touches ball, the ball. Picks it up and throws this motherfucker literally from the wall. I'm not bullshitting. Yeah. Bo Jackson. He's on the fucking wall. I told you about the fight I was having to have. And throw this Jackson. shit from the warning track to home plate, G. And tags yeah. this nigga out in the air. No bounces. Yeah. It's Bo Jackson. He is a hey. different Person, he was. He, no, no, no. And he did the hip thing. That's why I asked him I so much Bo about Jackson weighed eighty-seven pounds I, a day. I, I, I got That's a, why I asked you so much about Ed Howard because he had a hip too. I got a story. I'm make it quick. I see it. Bo Jack, Tim Anderson. Shout out to T A. He has a fundraiser. Everybody's scared of Eric. T A. Tim Anderson started showing stuff for the uh, White Sox. Has a fundraiser every year. Man, dope, dope event was at the what's the ping pong place? Um, ball. What, help me out. Spin ball. ball. What is it? Spin. Spin, right. Or so ace bounce. We came, ace bounce, yeah. We came down there, chopped it up, Josh Harrison, Tim, to my guys and everything like that. Yeah. Bo Jackson walks in because they have it's a ping pong tournament thing. Mm -hmm. He enters his name to the ping pong tournament. He wins the fucking championship in ping pong. And he's drunk. Like, he's literally. He's Bo the, Jackson is an asshole. He's the greatest athlete of all time. Bo Jackson? You going to roll with that? I don't know if I wrote with that. He didn't have the sustainability for me to actually back that up. I but saw just Bo, the eye Bo test Jackson was hitting. I, I, I know who I Bo is. saw the nigga throw a baseball four hundred yeah. feet on a rope. I saw a nigga hit a ball out the stadium. I saw a nigga run four two on a football field, run so fast that he could not stop before going all the way up the fucking tunnel. Like 
the dude was different, 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 different. I would put Deion Sanders, LeBron James, Randy Moss, maybe. Like, it's a few people I would put in the category of just being freakish, freakish, freakish athletes. But Bo Jackson, God damn. Like, he was different. That role was different. I, I employ yeah. everybody to just Google it. Bo Jackson throwing out Harold Reynolds. It is one of the most ridiculous things you will ever see in your life. Real quick, I know we talked about Jackie Robinson West, mm -hmm. but there's another argument too about Kurt Flood and his impact on baseball, black baseball specifically in contracts. It really kind of makes the argument that maybe Kurt Flood was the greatest black baseball player of all time. Shout out, and I did a whole two-page paper on when Kurt Flood demanded the contract. I did a whole two-page paper in grad school on that because the courage and don't I'm not knocking. Make it a ten page paper, man. Next time you tell a story, just say like. <laughs> no, I ain't gonna lie. Like I'm making some lies. Like, yeah. He said, good. He said, hold it. A whole lot of time doing this. I put a whole two page paper. <laughs> like, it was four paragraphs. Hey man, I got I got ADHD, so it make it like twelve. 10, you feel me? <laughs> so no, but to actually read the memoirs and hear the 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 audio clips, dog, like that was much more impactful because he went against a whole directly. Against a whole organization, not knocking the knee in cap and not knocking Hove going to talk to the NFL, but you he directly was messing with white folks' money, and he's a he was but fuck Noah Mississippi Arkansas that type of he directly stood up and said, yeah. "Now what y'all gonna do?" It's a bad man. Yeah, we kill your ass. It, no, no. He's a bad. But that's why man. I struggle with the Barack Obamas of baseball because mm. them people exist. They do. It's, 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 nobody it's, know they fucking names. It's real black people that that, that you get understand to what I'm it. saying that shit yeah. bothers well, me. And bro. The, the one thing that I got a problem with, and I'm glad that you brought that up because I'm Coach E's gonna say this. Yeah. You got a lot of people that are they just oh, DEI after George Floyd died. Everybody's DEI crazy, checking the box, checking the box. So Major League Baseball is doing a pretty good job of putting money into diversity, equity, and inclusion. So they have programs coming down. The next time um, that job isn't if that token position isn't given to a black woman will be the first. And that's cool, but it, it, it's starting to irritate me. Like they just they just so, push these black women out there. Like, oh, she's the vice president of DEI. It's like, so who cool. she making? Some, like, anyway, what's I'm happening sorry. now is when you talk about the Barack Obamas of, and Jack Robinson. You got a lot of African American men who sit in these positions in MLB who have literally can snap their fingers, make one conversation, and you're going to see a flood of African-Americans playing the game, right? But what they do is they have the mentality of, I made it, and I don't want them to understand and know it's a lot of other powerful African-Americans. I just want it to be me. So that, it, it, it is, I'm going through there, there it right now. There might be another argument there, though. There might be another argument that says you only get there when you understand it's just you invited to the party. That's a great point. And that, with Black Baseball Matters, we, we, we are literally doing it our way. We're going to do it to the point to where they're going to have to come down and really invest and really have programs and set up things on us because we're not, you got um, to. We not selling out for nothing. It, it's a bold statement. Black Baseball Matters, we just at the ABCA conference. It's 4,800 coaches. You got to, man. Shout, shout, shout out to you and, and everything you're doing with Black Baseball Matters. One more time, tell the people where they can get the tickets and, Absolutely. and, and about the Black Baseball Matters High School Classic. So we got the Black Baseball Matters High School Classic. It's the second – the second annual, you get the tickets on Eventbrite. Just type in Black Baseball Matters, you'll get it. The tickets are $10. Uh, we got family packs for $150. Just make sure, also, if you want to donate, click that Donate tab. We also, uh, let me tell you about the game, duh. Game one is at 5 p.m. We got Kenwood versus Thornwood, Battle of the Woods. We're going to run it back. They played last year. 
Game two is at 7.30, the marquee matchup with Simeon and Morgan Park, Battle of Vincennes. Make sure you get your popcorn ready. It's going to be electric. No, I love it, man. I love it. Make sure y'all get y'all tickets. Go to Eventbrite. That's right. Type in Black Baseball Matters. Cop the ticket. If you can't go, send the $10 as a donation. Regardless, a lot of dope things going on for a lot of black kids. Shout out to what you're doing, man. Shout out to what you're doing. Uh, I got a lot of people that's involved like West Inglewood Tigers and uh, DB. DB is my man. DB. DB is my man. DB, uh, I rock with DB. We probably going to have DB on here. Matter of fact, uh, my boy Rock, uh, you know Rock, uh, the barber, his son played on the West Inglewood Tigers, and he hit me up like, "Do you want to do something?" So we probably had DB. DB, so, uh, yeah, DB is my man for sure. But all them, all them shorties, man. Uh, what's the little kid that played shortstop? Boykins, his last name Boykins, I think. Chase Boogie Boykins. Hey, shorty, cold. Chase Boogie. Short, when I first saw shorty, he's like this big. But even when I saw him, I was like, "Hey." And I mean, he was this yeah. big amongst other shorties who was like this big. Like yeah. you know, he was just a little kid, but he was so yeah. fucking cold. Shortstop, swaggy as hell. Yeah. Then he went to pitch one day and like struck out like a hundred niggas. I was like, yeah. shorty could do that too. Chase Boogie he Boy out game. there dancing and shit. Shorty yeah. call, I fuck with shorty. That, that's gonna be black baseball. One probably gonna be. It's probably gonna be the first black baseball matters nil deal we get done. Nah, I fuck. He, he he don't even know y'all. I hope he sees. But now nah, we he's already on board. And it's April 11th. It's my that's my birthday. That's oh man, man, you definitely gotta come, man. That was one of the reasons why I like Chase too. He wasn't gonna be. And I was like, oh, I like shorty already. Oh, well, that matters. It matters. That's the most important part. Most important. That's absolutely critical. Nothing I cut matters. you off about um, Harry Reynolds. Who was your favorite black baseball player? Oh, no, you said that. You said Ken Griffey Jr. Yeah, the kid. <laughs> no doubt the kid. No doubt, yeah. If you were starting a team, you start with him? Absolutely. He's having an HBCU All-Star game during the All-Star game of MLB. Oh, that's raw as hell. So make sure y'all look it up. It's in uh, Seattle. So he's having an HBCU All-Star game the weekend of the All- MLB All-Star game. Awesome. Shout out to HBCU black baseball teams, too, G. I just, just recently thought about this shit. Shout Corey from Leaders played for Southern. Yeah. Gino, Gino played play for, for Southern. Southern. Yeah. Like, there's a lot of people in the city of Chicago who are doing big things who play HBCU baseball, which oh, yeah. you, you'd have no idea about. No doubt. Uh, on the King Griffey Jr. and the Black History Month tip, there's a video of him talking to some fans. He signed some autographs, and they're like, yo, uh, you going to be a free agent? Would you, would would you, you play for New York? Yankees? He was like, if the Yankees was the last team off yep. the contract, I, I retired. I saw that shit. I I'm love not, that. I'm not doing that. I love that. had that in his contract. And it goes back to a story. King Griffey Jr.'s father played for the Yankees. Yep. Yep. And... He's he's sitting in the dugout before a game with his father, and King Griffey Jr. Senior is sitting there talking to his son, and the security comes over to him in the dugout and says, "Hey, Mr. Steinbrenner, George Steinbrenner, owner of the Yankees, um, said they don't want nobody no, in the dugout." He's like, mm-hmm. "Nobody? That's my son. What are you talking about? Yeah. Nobody?" And they're like, "Yeah, they don't want nobody in the dugout." And so they go ready to go back into the the, the clubhouse, whatever. And he says, "Before you go, just Senior talking to Junior. He said, "Before you go, look out over there at third base." And look out at third base, and it's one of the white players' son yep. on the on, fucking on field, third base. On the, on shagging third base. ground balls. Yep. It's like, yep. it's the difference. No, never forget that, son. And Griffey never forgot. So I never nope. play for them. If there's yep. a last team in, in the world to offer me a contract, I fucking retire. Shout out to yep. King Griffey Jr., man. He is definitely the GOAT in my opinion. Um, talk about the entertainment value of the game. Mm-hmm. Entertainment in terms of what 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 could have been done in terms with the black with the Negro leagues and all that, I didn't know until EFO told me that the halftime show in football as we know it now, right? Well, yesterday it was Rihanna and all this yada 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 yada, um, has its origins. Its roots trace back to 
and live in color. Mm-hmm. The classic black TV, TV show. show. Yep. You know what I mean? Well, they used to, you know, everybody knew they used to do the break and they used to dance and all that. That's what Jamie Foxx came up with. Hey, ho, talk about yep. Jennifer Lopez. <laughs> uh, but anyway, um, before then, in the Super Bowl halftime show was just some stale ass white marching bands or yep. some this type of shit. You know what I'm saying? Yep. Um, that Super Bowl halftime shows were inspired by the TV show In Living Color. So before it became this spectacle we know it for today, the Super Bowl halftime shows looked like this. It was mostly marching bands that performed. For some viewers, it wasn't much entertainment and not something people really looked forward to. So executives with the Fox Network decided to host their own halftime show with a special episode of In Living Color. And during halftime, they decided to have a more fun and modern halftime show. People could tune in and there was a clock at the bottom telling them when the game was back on so they could change channels. It was a hit and millions of people tuned in. Over on CBS, which is where the game was airing, the ratings actually went down for the second half of the game. Most people were tuned into Fox. The following year, the Super Bowl stepped it up and got Michael Jackson to perform. And that was the beginning of the extravagant shows we know it for. Now it's the show that the production that we know it to be now. And that comes from what they did with, 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 with In Living Color. That being said, man, Rihanna performed at the Super Bowl this past Sunday. She performed at the Super Bowl. And everybody was all excited about it. I saw all the memes for a couple weeks about all these women like, yo, I heard it's a football game at the Rihanna concert. Like, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, like all kind of shit. Yeah, shit, all kind of weird shit going on. Uh, she came out and she did a thing. I thought the performance was good. I saw a lot of people was like, "Nah, it wasn't good." Even people that like her and was excited to see it, like, "Nah, that shit was underwhelming." I thought it was good. Either way, um, I don't want to bury the lead here. She's fucking pregnant. ASAP Rocky is the MVP. Fucking P. ASAP Rocky is that the part most I can go with. That part I go with. ASAP <laughs> is the man. I'll give you. ASAP is gotta, the man. Can I ask a question? What if ASAP is the MVP? Who is Chris Brown and Drake the losers? Then yes. Absolutely. Big L's. ASAP. They are I heard the, it. They are the new Big L. Rest in peace to the Brooklyn rapper. Chris Brown's the new Big L. Okay. <laughs> Fuck that shit. Absolute okay? losers. You and it, you 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 and you and your little Aston Martin beating the ass and, and ASAP is like mm, I don't broke his fuck somewhere in New York. Like, so I wasn't gonna go that far. Fifteen years from now. <laughs> he wouldn't look he always goes overboard. Hey. Yeah, but yeah, ASAP is the MVP. ASAP as soon as possible. Hey, as soon as possible. I am shooting the club up daily. Okay, they like that. Hey, Keith, I, I would never pull out. Hey, let me throw this. First of all, she's fine as hell, and she looks like she knows what she's. She's like she knows her way around. Is ASAP burning now? Burning what? They say Rihanna. That's the reason Chris Brown and Rihanna. Oh was really? Fighting. Yeah, because she burnt them. Yeah. You just take that L then. <laughs> I don't know that story. I don't. Look, Google, look it up. Google it. I'm not going to Google that. <laughs> I'm not going to Google that. <laughs> I'm not. But quick question though. And this is, yeah. I, I'm in the jack. Like we watching the Super Bowl and there's only yeah. one woman in the room. And we in there like, damn, is she pregnant or is she still just fat from the other baby? Nah, like, that's she, the conversation. That she was clearly pregnant to me. So right. when I saw it, I was like, go ASAP. It, it looked like pregnancy, but you know, like, you're thinking in your head, yeah, like, she damn, she just dropped like, the seed. She was dancing. So the motherfucker was like, was well, is she fat or is she pregnant again? Right? That was the question. And as the conversation continued, the sister in the room said, well, she probably got pregnant quick because she realized that she's not going to be with him for a long time. Huh? And she what? wants to have all her children by the same man. By the same man. 
And I was mm. like, damn. That man, intrigued this, you, didn't it? This is what we That intrigued you, to. didn't it? <laughs> this is what it's come to. I don't believe that. The fact that it was a thought scared me. That's scary. That's scary. The fact that the other woman uh, thought that that's a possibility. And then when we came in here, it was kind of the same conversation. That because is a scary thought. That is a scary thought. To dig into that. Because we going because we talk about not that now. low value, high value. <laughs> right now, right? Not we talk about that. Not, not now. now. <laughs> no, right now. Hey, that, get that shit out of here. <laughs> Follow the thing. We talk about that, that that low value, high value man shit. And here you are having a woman that's been documented as a billionaire, right? And yet relatively broke ass black women are sitting around <laughs> talking about why she needs to leave her father's children cause he's not worthy I, I didn't like she needs this nigga to be rich I'm not going that far I, the woman I was talking to didn't say none of those things I don't know about the women you talked to she just <laughs> I don't want to put I ain't gonna put that spot on her jacket in that case I know who said it cause you only scared of one person no no I ain't scared bullshit, it was, but I'm scared of that person but it wasn't that person okay. but um <laughs> But at the same time, just the thought process behind, like that was it wasn't even like it was just in jest. It wasn't even like a shocking statement. Everybody in the room was like, What I'm yeah, saying that's is a possibility. What I'm saying Wait, is there's what? no there's only two reasons. I don't agree. There's only two reasons women tell other women to leave their man. He cheating or he's relatively broke. He got less money than her. <laughs> that's it. There's no other, no woman has ever told a woman to leave a nigga for any other reason. He's cheating on you, or he got less money than you. That's it. That's, maybe he beating your ass. Lie. Maybe, okay, maybe he beating your ass. Is there another reason? Emotionally abusive. That's cap. That's <laughs> that cap. is the reason. That's cap. Because that's, that, that, that comes that, from that gaslighting no, uh, white feminist no, culture. I don't even understand it. That, you know how I know that's cap? Because they, because because how many times do we see on 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 the internet? You want to cry in a Bentley or you want to cry in a Camry? Those are clowns. Well, it's we're in a new world, though. That's all that it means to me. Like, we saw a clip not too long ago where a woman's like, you know, she was describing a very good man. She was like, but I don't like him. He's boring. So it's just a different world, right? And in a lot of ways, women are becoming more empowered, i.e. Rihanna getting XYZ dollars, right? So even in the arguments they make today, like, you, your grandmama wasn't happy. She just couldn't go nowhere. That's the argument that they make. You right. know what I mean? Right. Uh, but I just thought the shit was a wild-ass statement. That like, is wild to say, G. Damn, word. That's, that's where we, we at mentally. That's you know what I mean? Like, damn, okay. Hey. And why Pass would you just chance. put that on her? Why would you just put that on her? Like, that's just That so... she just want to leave right, her like, children's damn, father. For right. what reason? Why can't they be madly but in love with each other? But she said it, and... I was like, hey. <laughs> <laughs> Why can't they just want to have their kids close together so they can grow up? Close to the same age. Maybe because she's getting older and she wants to just get it out of the way. I would prefer to have twins. So if I could, if, if I couldn't have twins, I would definitely be right back in that motherfucker six weeks later. Like, ugh. Like, I got a question for uh, <laughs> E over here. When you refer to get it out the way, it's still human life. Well, it's my come noise. Saying get it out the way is my way to move the conversation forward. But what I mean is that as a woman, no homo, have, don't find me. <laughs> As a woman, you have a clock, right? Like you mm -hmm. can only produce and children for so long, whereas you know men they can have kids whenever, pretty much. Well, that's real. That's real. Mm. So more so, just like having a when you're having a baby in your thirties is different from having a child in your twenties. So I still don't think that they had a baby to get it out the way and then think they're gonna separate. No, not to separate. That. No, I don't mean. I don't, believe I don't mean to have yeah. the baby to separate. I mean mm -hmm. to have your kids close together yeah, and then stop having babies. Not to 
separate. No, that shit yeah. was bogus and dumb. That's all I think. That's all I think it is. I think they just they they or they or or here's a fucking radical it's idea. Also very they very just fertile. like to bone. Yeah. They just and after like you drop bone. a seed, you're very you. very fertile. And when you bone, you could have a baby like that. And when I you got, got a billion dollars, you ain't got to go to the clinic because the next child popped up. Yeah. It's fine. We have seventeen. We mates. got this. <laughs> we have a lot of babysitters in this motherfucker. <laughs> We're good. Okay. Oops, we can deal with the oops. It ain't never been a billionaire in the clinic unless she was cheating. <laughs> the clinic comes to the billionaire. Be clear about that. They don't go to the clinic. <laughs> did, did he just she have got, a baby? Got, yeah, he's wild as hell. Did he just have no, a baby? No, Diddy's wild as hell. Diddy's wilding. Like, on no count, right. he's wilding. He's fucking tweaking, G. Whew. He's fucking. You, your kid's grown as hell, and you got a fucking one year old. Diddy's bugging. <laughs> Diddy is bugging. I'm not even gonna like no. He's bugging. Is he though? Yes, he's bugging. See, I don't know. I think it's a sign of the times. I'm not saying I support it or against it. I'm, I don't give a fuck one way or the other. But Diddy's been the same character, and he's gonna be the same character in that new child's life that he's been in all his children's life. Sure. Right. Same thing with Nick Cannon. As long not, as he not can. None of them. They're gonna be able to provide for him. But again. The value asset of family is shifting. Mm -hmm. So just like you said, you rather crying this Cambria and this Bentley. As long as you can cover the cost of this shit, this is the new structure. Yeah, that's not cool. In, in my in my humble opinion, that's not cool. As a nigga who neither has children nor a billion dollars, <laughs> I'm saying it's not cool. <laughs> yeah, it, and it's weird because I'm I'm going on seven years of marriage, three kids, beautiful wife, beautiful family, like no. No shit going on or anything, and we look weird to people now. The, from what y'all talking yeah. about, like we look fucking weird. Like I got friends that's married, they ain't got kids. Or I got friends and people I grew up with, three, four baby daddies. You know what I'm saying? Three, four baby mamas. So when I when they're like, oh, how, how's your, how's your blended family going? These all us. We yeah, and it's. It feels so weird. Which is fine. Like, yeah. But on the back end of this, <laughs> I've been married 17. Shot two children. Yeah. And they said, yeah. Whatever. But no, I'm just playing. Love y'all. Uh, but my, my, oh my, my God, point is saying so that much. when I look at the trajectory, it's not financially feasible mm. for the new generation. Mm. Specifically, men. They can high as hell. Specifically, man, we're moving into a space and place of automatic intelligence, artificial mm -hmm. intelligence, mm -hmm. digital world. Just like you talked earlier about the mm -hmm. factories closing down. Yep. All of the jobs that are going to be out, that are out here really now, you got to be educated and skilled. The vast majority of our community is not educated nor skilled. 12% mm -hmm. of black people go to college, let alone graduate. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah. The, the dynamic is shifting. And in the court of family law, the man is still responsible regardless. Yeah. Financially, it's not feasible for most men. And then when you get to the disruption or the uh, the retardation in a lot of ways, <laughs> real shit, the mm -hmm. retardation of black values, mm -hmm. it really don't make sense. Yeah. Because, again, to the Rihanna ASAP shit, ha, ha, he, he, we joking and laughing. But is it really a joke? Because just like you said, mm -hmm. being a family is the anomaly. I know. Being a baby daddy or baby mama is the much expectation, more norm, the yeah. norm, <laughs> the concept. Yeah. Right. So we've adapted to a very different version of the nuclear family. Mm -hmm. Right. And that comes with, in most instances, with the man's back against the wall. 
I'm 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 with you on that. Mm-hmm. I'm with I'm with I'm with all the points that have been made on that. Um, we did we definitely need to get to a better space to, in terms of value and where we value family and how we see it, how yeah. we execute it, how we operate within it. Uh, until we get there, um, ASAP for MVP. Um, <laughs> one more thing, then we get out of here. Um, I'd put the clip in. I wouldn't have shot the club up. What, nigga? I wouldn't. I would still be in there. I'd be in there on noodle. I go soften that joint. We just different. We definitely different. We definitely different. Pull out. First of all, I'm having a great time. Okay, that's number one. So I'm not, I'm not even saying I'm thinking about some baby or money. I'm having a great time. And I don't want to leave. Okay, <laughs> don't want to. I want to stay right here. So I'm gonna post up. And I'm on the other hand too, like we like, should I'm gonna go get ASAP, the, but in a lot of ways, ASAP is a sex symbol to the young girl. No, shout they ASAP. love ASAP, so he's having his way out here too. Shout out to ASAP, Joe. Shout out to ASAP. He's the, he's the real MVP. Um, I'm I'm usually like the I'm usually like a a a, a, a go get the towel nigga. I'm not not I'm staying. <laughs> I'm posted up. She gotta go get it. I'm laying here. Be here for a while. Um. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, hey, did y'all see the things where they were talking about um, the whole performance was about uh, announcing her pregnancy? They said all, Yo, the, all the people in white was all the dancers with sperms, and she was dressed as a placenta. Did you I, see that? I shit? saw that. Dog. I, I saw didn't that. see that, but that's no, nah, I didn't see that one. Yeah, I, I, I thought that was reaching, but it was funny though. Yeah. It's cool. Uh, shout out to ASAP. Shout out to Rihanna. Uh, the baby's good. Uh, one more thing before we get up out of here. Um, these unidentified flying objects, these UFOs that have been shot down across America, they said that you know China was spying on them. I know yesterday for a few hours they shut down some of the flying space over Lake Michigan and shot down another one or some shit. Uh, Lake Erie. You got any thoughts on this shit? So they're not necessarily unidentified really in that sense either. They're saying that they're Chinese spy balloons. Right now, the narrative is fucking me up. I I'm struggling with believing the white man's narrative in this one. Right, right. So the construct is that the higher you go in the air, the more noticeable you are to the radar. Mm. Right. So the construct mm. is China created the balloon to fly under the Swing radar, low, sweet cherry, in order to spy on you. Now they sure. what they what they're coming back with the narrative is is that they're saying really what this is a representation of of how far behind China is in spy technology. But for me, knock it off. When you think about technology, China ain't far in China. It's a that's a narrative that you got a hard time selling me. We in a room full of technology. I bet you all this shit. Everything in here say (laughs) Sony, motherfucker. All this shit came from one fifty ninth Street, Wong Tong Street. (laughs) Fuck out of here. You know what I'm saying? Fuck out of here, Joe. 159th Straw, Wong Kong Street. <laughs> Wong Kong Street. That's where this shit was made. Fuck out of here. Talk about they were high dozen technology. Struggle with the white man's narrative. But anyway. They make up shit a lot. Boy. Yeah, so they shut all that shit down, and they saying there's only, like, most of the ones that they could find are, like, less than 50 feet in the water. So they're going to go recover them, study them, and figure out what kind of uh, technology they're leveraging. But they also made the joke, like, all this shit is really going to uh, get information about if they were smart, they should just pay TikTok to get the same information. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Uh, and again, right, it also speaks, think about the duality of that narrative. This is the American intelligentsia saying this shit. Right. 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 One, China's behind us technologically. That's one. Two, you want the same information you're looking for, you can get from a TikTok video. Three, we're on TikTok while China's sending spy balloons. So let's talk about all of that. 
all of the analytics we talked about analytics earlier. Mm-hmm. All of the data will tell you that China is way ahead of all American education in terms of technology and all and science yes. and all this shit. Right? Yes. TikTok came from the fuck over there. That somewhere in Asia. I, I don't want to cap and say I know for sure if it's China right. or Japan, but it came from Asia, right? And over there, they use a completely different version of TikTok. You can't even get on the same fucking version that we get on over here. All that ignorant shit that they let our kids see, their kids can't access that mm-hmm. goofy shit. They got to access some real thought-provoking, real stimulating shit um, different from what we got. So I, I struggle to believe that America or North America is ahead of Asia in anything involving technology. I struggle to believe that. Didn't motherfuckers just launch their own son like a month ago? I'm you know what I'm saying? Fuck out of here, bro. They just got a son. These motherfuckers are making sons, son. Fuck out of here. It's different. They're going to send a son over here next week. Wait, Is that what? another son? What you what mean the they launched their own son? They launched no, the no, son. No, 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 they, no. Got a whole, they got their own son, no, no, G. They launched a son. Hey, what's that? No cap. What's the coming to America? He got his own money. He got his money. own. When I say he got his own, got money, his own money, I mean he got money. his own money. He got his own money. But white they narrative. They got their own son. White but narratives are different. They're considering banning TikTok too, though. Yeah. You know? It won't happen. Yeah, no. It's, it's too not much money. Happen. Way too much money in that. White people they come gonna, up with these weird. Go ahead. They they, they going to throw that out there just to put that smoke and mirror in front of our face where they, hey, man, he go 50 billion for TikTok. Keep it going. Keep it going. Yeah. So that. And I think that's what's going on with this balloon or UFO, whatever you want to call it. My radical thinking is, man, we putting up stuff and we shooting it back down and spinning it and saying this for us to um, be able to go over there and do what? Kick it off? They don't, kick it off. don't want to kick it off, though. They don't want that war, though. No, I don't not, think they uh, really uh, want that smoke. I know they probably don't want it, but they got to have a reason to do what? Man, they got to get some money. Plus, we ain't no war. China, like, yeah, it's ridiculous. Man, look. Y'all know because you talking about you talking about physical war. We can we can beat everybody ass. Cyber war. Listen, I don't think you want that smoke, and that's our whole y'all world. Y'all are black historians, right? Y'all already know history repeats itself in another form. Sure, man. Time they get bored, what they go do? We kick gonna kick off. something off. So we do. We just gonna kick it off. Hey, all I know is that 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 white people come up with these strange ass narratives, and <laughs> we're so arrogant. As Americans, that we just believe the goofy shit, and they continue to come up with it, and we're, we're master marketers in America. We used to be master producers, right? When we had niggers to do it for us. Shortly thereafter, we ain't been masters at producing shit. Mm-hmm. We've been masters at marketing and selling shit. And so now we got to ma- market and sell you narratives, real or otherwise. And they get stuck in these people's head and they just say stupid shit and they're tone deaf, man. Yep. Fucking Chris Berman. One of the longest standing sports personalities and sports anchors on ESPN said the most tone deaf, ignorant shit last night after the Super Bowl. He's doing the post-game show and Chris Berman, who I've liked for a long time and appreciated his work for a long time. And now I just can't because the motherfucker sat there and said, oh, history was made tonight. There were for the first time two African-American starting quarterbacks played in the Super Bowl. And it's just so fitting that February 12th is also Abraham Lincoln's birthday. Hey, man, look. The super white man knock narrative is never going nowhere, bro. off. Yeah. They... Can we knock it the fuck off with this bullshit? No. No, we cannot. Superman exists. Motherfucker, they coming out with a new Batman movie. The super white man is the super white man. 
They're not going. Nigga, Rocky whooped every nigga he fought. <laughs> Fuck out of it. It's not going. The narrative's not going nowhere. Knock bro. it off, Joe. True story, G. Me and my sister hey. was little kids. And we was in the bed jumping around like screaming Rocky. We just watched Rocky. And we were screaming Rocky. like Rocky was the champ. And my Adrian. house was like a big fight house. Nigga, my daddy Your came upstairs so goddamn shit, mad. Don't you ever <laughs> cheer for the white man in my house. Ain't no white man ever gonna beat up no niggas. Daddy ain't for that, Joe. Fuck out of here with this Rocky bullshit. Hey, but you, you know what else is coming down the pipeline that's really finna get out of control? When they, it's about five, six years away, man. That, when that metaverse really started taking over. Oh, this over, AI shit? The, the, that shit ain't, ain't five years away. No, the, it's here. I'm talking about when, it, early adapters, right? The yeah. innovators are here. We know the 16% rule and everything. Innovation is here now. But when the early adopters have it, we, y'all going to have to do this podcast on metaverse. Hey. People going to have to put goggles hey. on hey. and tap in and watch the podcast. Hey, I am on record. Or we get on parking lots. Mm. It's a difference in thought process. Either what, way, what it you don't matter do, where they world go if you, you got play, your own value set. You want to play these white people game or you want to play your own game? I'm going to do everything I can to implore my people to play our own game. I mm-hmm. got like another nine years left and I'm going to go live on the fucking beach and cry in Ghana. Somewhere. Just some, some fucking remote beach and just cool the fuck out because this shit Mad is respect. weird respect. as fuck to me and I don't rock with it's, it. It's, it's I'm going to own two pair of shorts and a wife beater and I'm just that's gonna be my whole life, okay? Some little one room beachfront crib, and I'ma chill. That's what I'ma do. Mm-hmm. This this shit is dumb. Shit is fucking dumb. Uh, but I'ma give everything I can to the next nine years, and whatever that looks like is what it's gonna look like. Uh, Coach E, man, it's been an absolute honor to play, man, brother. Thank you so much brother. for coming no, through, thank man. Thank y'all, man. Love what y'all doing. Keep pushing, no doubt. And you know, we definitely gonna give y'all some shout outs, man. Make sure you know be at the class. We gonna. It's going to be a live DJ there, all types of things. So, yeah, we definitely going to hold y'all down and give y'all a shot. I love it. Super dope. Make sure, again, y'all go to eventbrite.com. Search Black Baseball Matters. You can get your tickets. The mm-hmm. game is April 11th. There are two games. One is going to be Thornwood versus Kenwood. The other is Morgan Park versus Simeon. Go the check of the out Wood the high versus school the Battle of That's right. classic. Let's get it. It's going to be super, super dope. Coach, you tell people where they can find you um, before we get up out of here. And man, you can find me on all social media platforms, Coach E of Guru. Make sure you go there. And then also Coach E, what Guru? OF Guru. Outfield of, of Guru. Outfield, Outfield oh, Guru. Outfield Guru. Okay. I thought so it was OnlyFans yeah, Guru. Yeah. OnlyFans Guru. OnlyFans Guru. <laughs> Coach E, the OnlyFans Guru. <laughs> hey, hey, don't get that stuff. They're going to say, oh man, Coach, you don't. Nah. Uh, Outfield <laughs> Guru. That's from the training. OF Guru. You know. So also type in Black Baseball Matters, man. We got some good things coming out. Make sure y'all download the Black Baseball Matters oh. app. We got an app out, man. We got some cool digital resources and everything for the kids. So they'll be able to go in there and put their um, highlight videos in. The college can see it. So, yeah, we just did the soft launch. Matter of fact, he was at the uh, app launch fundraiser. So we out of the beta testing phase. So fall 2024, we got some really cool, innovative things, man. Super dope. Coach E, OF guru, OnlyFans, sticking balls. (laughs) Whatever. Make sure y'all follow him. Make sure y'all check out Black Baseball Matters. Hit up the classic if you can. We appreciate you coming yep. through, brother. Thanks so much for sharing your insight and your information. We appreciate it, man. You got to come back sometime. Yes, sir. I appreciate y'all. Thank y'all so very, very much for tuning in to this episode of Herbman Tools. A pleasure as always. Your input was valued. It was certainly, certainly appreciated. Can't leave without thanking the team. Shout out to the best producer in the podcast game. We like to call her E4O. She would much rather go by her affectionate name, which is...
Peggy Bundy. Peggy Bundy. Shout out to the Pexter. The Pexter. Hands down, ass up. The <laughs> he always goes too far. Always. She goes too far. Literally. <laughs> Shout out to P.I., man. By the time y'all see this video, it will look as it should. That is because that brother has put his magical hands on it. And big shouts to Ron Rilla holding it down, doing double time, doing all the hard work behind the camera. We appreciate y'all, man, for two. My name is Herb. Y'all be good to each other. Peace. Assalamu alaikum.